When it comes to suffering, I would rather pass. But since suffering is a part of the Christian life, we're going to talk about our perspective today and how in the end, it's all worth it. I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. I'm Monica Schmelter, and today we're going to be talking about suffering and how in the end it's all worth it. Now, my guest to help us study in the Bible today is Julie Coleman, and she is a Bible teacher, she's an author, she's a speaker, and I'm really blessed to call her my friend also. So, Julie, so good to have you on Bridges today. Thank you, I'm really glad to be here. I'm so glad you could travel yeah. and come and be here on Bridges <laughs> today. So, you know, Julie, as I said when I started out, when it comes to suffering, I'd really rather take a pass on it. I just don't want to do it. And there were many years in my Christian life that I, I really thought that if I prayed hard enough and obeyed the Bible enough mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have to suffer. Mm -hmm. But after years of serving the Lord and studying the Bible, I've come to the conclusion that's not correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we follow a suffering Savior. Yeah. And so if, if we're in His footsteps truly, then we will experience suffering. Mm -hmm. Do we have to like it? I don't think Jesus liked it. <laughs> he said, if there's any other way, let's do that. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And I know, uh, Julie, you're uh, a writer amongst mm -hmm. other things and a wife and a mom. There was a devotional that you wrote that talking about suffering and how, mm -hmm. you know, in the end, it's really all worth it. And I think that perspective is sometimes hard, especially if I'm in the middle of suffering, of thinking about it. And you shared an example of walking your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably doesn't sound like a lot like suffering. For me, it was, though. <laughs> she would get me up every morning early, you know, okay. when the sun came up. So this is your time. dog. Yeah, She'd my dog, Sasha was her name. And she would just, you know, drag me out of bed and let's go, let's go, let's go. So I'd look at the coffee pot as I walked by to the front door and think, oh, if only. But, uh, and she was very neurotic. So any dog <laughs> she saw would just bark and bark. She'd just be frothing at the mouth and I'd be hanging on for dear life. Yeah. So hoping that she wouldn't, you know, drag me off my feet. One neighbor even stopped me and said, you need to get that dog professionally trained. And I said, <laughs> We did. This is Sasha trained. <laughs> but anyway, but and there were so many good things about a walk. Um, my doctor was really happy. My cholesterol dropped and, and um, I lost some weight and and it was just a good thing, you know, and, and I and I knew and psychologically you go outside, yes. you breathe in the fresh air, the sun is shining. Mm -hmm. And it was just a good thing, yes. you know, and I was never sorry I had gone for a walk. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to go for a walk. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I just felt like that's how suffering is. Nobody looks ahead and says, oh, God, please let me suffer next year. No, no, no. You know, we all we all ask to avoid it. Yes. But sometimes he does bring it on. And there's yeah. reasons for that. Yeah. And and the, that perspective of that, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear you, for example, talk about the walk. Mm -hmm. OK, so you don't like it that the dog is waking you up so early because the bed is nice and warm. Yes. And who doesn't want? a nice hot cup of coffee, right. Right? right? I do. But instead you're out for the walk, but you got benefits of yes. just, I think our mental health, just when we're outside in what God mm -hmm. makes, right? Mm -hmm. That improves, you, you lost some weight, cholesterol dropped, all these value and benefits. What is it, what are the benefits to suffering? Well, I think that um, obviously there are benefits, otherwise God wouldn't 
have us go through it. Right. 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 And he only he does what's best for us. Yes, we can trust does. him in his goodness mm -hmm. and in his wisdom mm -hmm. and in his power to relieve us from a thing or if he just decides to take us through a thing. But, you know, it's it's got there's several really great benefits to suffering, which are kind of hard to see when you're in it. Yep. Right. But but in the end, when you look back, you can see some of these things. Sometimes mm -hmm. sometimes we'll never even know until we get to heaven. And then yeah. when all that gets made clear to us, mm -hmm. we'll go, oh, <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah. But um, one thing he does is transform us. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so he, he helps us to understand um, him a little bit better. Uh, he helps us to uh, be, grow more patient, grow more of that fruit of the spirit. And it just, it, it does transform us having to go through the ordeal. It really does. Mm -hmm. And it transforms, I know for me, in ways that, I would not experience if I didn't suffer mm -hmm. because, yes. um, you know, I tend to want my own way. And if I'm in a season where th circumstances are better or lighter and praise God for those times too. Right. But sometimes I don't dig in mm -hmm. as much as when I'm suffering. Mm -hmm. I think of this scripture here in, that Paul wrote in second Corinthians four uh, verses 16 and 17, though outwardly we are wasting away Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. And I can tell you, Julie, I've thought, you know, and I've said to God, honestly, this doesn't feel light or momentary. Like, this is taking forever. Mm -hmm. But I encourage myself that I'm not just going through suffering because God is mean or he's mad at me or he takes some kind of sick pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. that. There's an eternal glory mm -hmm. that things that I can't even begin to understand now. So in the end, it really is going to be worth it. It is. And, you know, you, you look at what Paul is calling light and momentary. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he was beaten to an inch of his life. He, he received 39 lashes. There was a thing back in the ancient times that if you got 40 lashes, it could kill you. So they gave you 39. How kind. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just so sweet? <laughs> so yeah, some people are just so benevolent, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he'd been starved. He'd yes. gone through several ship, shipwrecks. He, all the things that had yes. happened to him, stoned, left for dead on the outskirts of the city. And all of those things were not light or momentary. No. I mean, they were really big yes. things. But what he did say is, these are light and momentary compared to yes. the eternal weight of glory. Yeah. And so just the, and that weight is, uh, in the Greek, it's kind of like an abundance, uh, 
you know, an overflow. Yes. And so this glory that's going to come to us, to us, yes. you know, is, it's just so amazing. So that compared to this thing over here, mm -hmm. it does make it look light and momentary. Because well, you think about forever, which mm -hmm. like we can't really wrap our heads around what forever is, but because mm -hmm. we haven't been there yet. But a year, right? If you're a 10 year old, a year seems really long, but the older you get, right? <laughs> the shorter it seems. So I think what you're saying is for all of eternity, how long that will be, this little thing on earth, these things that are so hard and painful and that we don't have answers to, will it will seem so light and momentary. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, Julie, sometimes I forget about the end of this and that it's eternal life with Christ. Mm -hmm. I can get so attached to things on this earth and to the way that I want things to be. And even good things like praying for someone that's backslidden to come back to the Lord or for mm -hmm. someone's salvation. I can get so focused on all of that that I forget the eventual outcome for all who believe in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even that, I, I was thinking as you were talking, when I was um, teaching fifth grade, we had a grandparent die who, just the day before I'd been there for parent day. Oh. And he, he was the real storyteller. The kids all adored him. He went home and dropped dead. And so oh. the principal called me in and said, listen, you, you got to tell the kids, I don't know what you're going to do, but go to it. I was like, <laughs> so I thought, okay, so I'm thinking on the way down the hall to my classroom, like, what am I going to say? And, yeah. and I thought what I, what I do need to tell them is this isn't it. This isn't everything. Yeah. What, what we're seeing now, that's so little compared to. So we had been doing geometry. And one of the things we did was talk about the definition of a line. And so the line goes on and on and on and on in every direction, in yes. both directions, right? And I, you know, I would, and I opened the windows and it goes way out to the parking <laughs> lot. And then I went out the, the door of the classroom and I yelled from the, and it comes out here, you know, just to give them the idea of that long stretch. And so when I, I said, you guys remember the, the definition of a line? And they all said yes. And I said, okay, so, and I drew one with the arrows on either end. And I said, so something's happened and I need to tell you about, it. I said, but I want to show you from an eternal perspective, from God's perspective, what this is. And I just drew a little dot on that line. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's our life. That's our whole life from beginning to end is that little dot on that big long line of eternity. And I said, so everything we do and experience and things happen, people die, people get sick, um, houses burn down, I mean, things happen. Yeah. But it's just this little dot on the line of eternity. Mm -hmm. God sees the whole thing. And he's going to work that for your good. And meanwhile, that dot, that lifetime, that's going to make us so that we can receive glory in heaven. Mm. And so he does all these things so that we get to heaven. Probably what we're going to say, I think, is I wish I'd done more. When yeah. we see his glory. Yes. What in the world was I thinking? Wasting all that time on earth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why conversations like this and studying suffering yes. and spending time in the word Instead of my sometimes attitude of, I don't have time for that, mm. I'm too busy right now, the investment in studying God's word, yes. in learning about suffering so that I don't regard suffering as um, a bad thing or something to be avoided. Uh, people, right, uh, numb themselves from suffering. Mm -hmm all different kinds of ways. I mean, people can point, for example, like to drugs or alcohol, sure. but 
those aren't the only ways in which we numb ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. It could just be binge watching something, just not dealing with something, just trying to go on. And yet, as hard as it is, and I'm almost like afraid to say it, though I'm not, if you know what I mean, if we can embrace suffering as a part of the plan mm -hmm. and that good things, that God things are happening in and as a result of suffering, if I'll just yield and obey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, sure, it's easier to steer a moving ship, right? Yeah. 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 So if we're already saying, okay, God, I'm going to trust you because I know who you are. Yes. Not because of what I see, mm -hmm. but what I know, the unseen. And that's, of course, the definition of faith, right? Right. And so I'm going to trust in that and I'm just going to, you know, hang on for dear life. But, you know, it's very really interesting in James, I think it's 112, it talks about that, um, that, uh, people who have gone through the test and they stood the test, um, then uh, they will receive the crown of eternal life. Amen. And it always impressed me. It didn't say they were victorious through the test mm -hmm. or they were, you know, a, a great example to all people, you know, and how they handled the test. Yes. It's if they got through it. Amen. And so it's Amen. a lot of it is just survival. And we don't have to feel guilty about that. Mm -mm. You know, we just hang on to him for dear life, keep praying, mm -hmm. keep putting our faith in the one that, that knows it all. And then just yeah. eventually, you know, it's hard because when you're in the middle of it, you can't see the end of the tunnel. No, you, you can look back. It's really easy right. then, right? Oh, yeah. And then I think, <laughs> right? Oh, well, yeah. what was the problem? God worked this all out. Right. But in the middle of that, it's not like that. And I'm so thankful, Julie, that you just said, it's getting through it, right? Because I think sometimes the greatest obedience just looks like putting one foot in front of the other. Right. It's not that every moment is an Instagram moment and something that we can share with everybody about how beautiful this is and this or that. God is just pleased when every day I continue to trust in and believe in him despite what I see mm -hmm. and what I might think about what I see, that I just keep putting one foot in front of the other in the middle of that suffering. I hadn't thought about that like until a few years ago, and it just occurred to me, God just isn't interested in my final result and the pretty bow at the end of the trial. It's like right in the middle of that suffering when I just know that I love him, I don't get it maybe, what's going on, but I still love him and trust him. That brings him honor. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. That's that's what he wants. That's all he wants. Mm -hmm. He just wants us to trust him. Yeah, that's his whole thing all along. Mm -hmm. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. you know. So it's it's just that's the thing he looks for is how much do we trust, mm -hmm. and that's what blesses him more yes. than anything. I think. Yeah, I th I think so too. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up, and you know, because you're a Bible teacher, mm -hmm. it, we tend to get caught up in these. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. In, in what you called the dot right now, we get so caught up in that dot on the lines that we forget about the eventuality, the hope of Christ, that he's our true reward, that this life is not it. Um, and I think we live in a culture that, right, nobody, it's not even popular to suffer. <laughs> I can't imagine why it would be. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, if, right. right, we don't, 
it, just in our culture, oh, people are looking it. for pleasure, just right. anything, the easy way, mm -hmm. the long way around it, like I'll take mm -hmm. anything but that. What would you say, you know, as a, as a Bible teacher, Julie, what would you say to someone who's really suffering right now? Mm. How could she or he maybe reframe that perspective or some scripture that would help them? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I think that uh, scripture, it, 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 it reveals God. Amen. That's the purpose for scripture. You know, we can talk all we want about the characters or the circumstances, things like that. But the real thing is, how was God acting in here? What was he doing? How is he interacting with people? That's what we always look for. We should look for because that's what the Bible's there for. So I think that the, the best thing to do when we're in the middle of something like this is to really make it our business to know who he is. Mm -hmm. And to know, like for, for me, I, my mother died when I was very, fairly young, I was in my 40s and not ready to give her up. Yeah. And I grieved like I'd never had before. And it, it was just so terrible. And I just kept thinking, um, why would God bring me through this, you know? And, and so what I did was I started looking through passages of scripture and, and uh, one thing I hit on was Job, Mr. Suffer himself, yes. right? And all the things that happened to him. And he cried out to God for 37 chapters and God did not answer. He was silent. But then finally, when God does answer, he doesn't explain anything to Job. No, he doesn't. He doesn't say, well, Satan was up in heaven. He was challenging me. And no. He just said, you need to know a little bit more about who I am. Mm -hmm. And he gives him a couple of chapters of just, you know, when the dawn's having labor pains, I'm there with her. And just how involved he is in all of creation. Yes. And at the end of his revelation, Job says to him, you know, I've, I'd heard with my ears. He said, but now my eyes have seen. Yeah. And he said, I repent in dust and ashes because he had just not understood how big God was. Yes. And when he understood that, it made everything like almost not even worth thinking about anymore, you know, because God was so great. And mm -hmm. I think that's what we can do when we're suffering. That's what helped me through that grieving time was to be able to look at God, say who he is and say, okay, am I willing to trust that God? Right, right. You know, not the God I make up in my head and how I, make, I humanize him, and, mm -hmm. you know, the God. And when we start understanding him, yes. it's a no brainer to trust him. You know, it is and to appreciate him and to love him. And I think you said something important, the God that we make up in our own mind mm -hmm. and tragically also sometimes the God that we hear about from the pulpit, oh, yeah. that he, God is much more than three steps to get over my problem and three ways to have a happier day. Yeah. Though I'd like to get over my problem and I'd really like to have a happier day, but that's not the point of all of this. And to know him for who he says he is, yes. what he says in the Bible, not even what I interpret, right? But what he says about himself in the Bible to know him. Mm -hmm. Because the more you said it correctly, the more that we know him, Job, right? Mm -hmm. All that he went through, so unfair. And I, I've always had a heart for Mrs. Job. Mm. Like that's a lot to see your husband go through all that. I can understand why she said, why don't you just curse God and die? Like, look where it's got you. Cause see, that's the attitude that we can have in suffering. So I did all this for God. 
Right. And now look at this. Right. And like, that's not the whole, that's not what our relationship with him is to mm -hmm. be. It's not that I'm this good Bible study girl, right? And because I study the Bible and I serve him, that he owes me a free pass on suffering and everything else in a fallen world. But we can adopt that attitude. And I hear that sometimes even from the pulpit. And I, it really messes with our understanding of God. Mm -hmm. Our relationship with God is built on grace. Yeah. Grace alone. There's no merit there. So he is not feeling any conditional thing about, you know, blessing us or not blessing us. He does as he wills. And so we, we need to not try to explain him in our heads yeah. with our sense of justice and what we think is right. Right. Because um, chances are we're probably off in one way or another, right? We, well, we definitely are. We definitely are. And one thing that I've stopped doing um, you know, like it, with people in my life, maybe that are backslidden or people that I meet that are angry at God, uh, people who ask the question, well, you know, if, if God is so good and so kind and so loving, how does he allow children to be hurt? So I used to try to answer those questions and explain it mm -hmm. as best I could. And if I feel like someone is open to really having a conversation, I'll still have that conversation but I no longer try to explain God or apologize. It's like, it's like what the Bible says in Genesis, right? In the beginning, God. And you just have to believe that. Mm -hmm. And then the more that I read the Bible, the more that I see of his goodness, his mercy, and his grace, which you just talked about. And so I don't have the answers to all of those really hard questions about the things that go wrong on planet Earth and the things that people do. Mm -hmm. God doesn't really have anything to do with those things. People do those things. But it's like, I still have to trust him mm -hmm. beyond all of that. And he's so much bigger than us. So you think yeah. of him trying to explain who he is to us. That would be pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a seminary professor once compare the Job and God trying to, you know, give Job a glimpse of who he was. You know, if it, a five-year-old kid comes and says, I want to learn algebra. <laughs> and you say, well, okay, but do you know how to add? Like one plus one is two? Right. Yes. Okay. So can you do division? Do you know multiplication? Can you, you know, can you solve for X? Can you, you know, and, and they don't have the capability no. at that age. So, mm -hmm. so you give them a little bit at a time and say, okay, well, let's work on addition because that's a really important thing you need to know. Right. And then maybe in second grade, we'll move on to subtraction or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so, mm -hmm. and build on that. So that's, I think that's kind of the, the, the situation that God is in, not that he didn't create the situation, but he did, but him trying to explain himself right. to finite beings. We're creating the image of God, but we're not God. No. Right. No. And there's just no way that we can understand all of that. We never will. No. I and think it's going to take an eternity. Absolutely. Yes. And all of that, right. In one time. Like in one sitting that I'm just going to understand God completely or yes. that he's going to give me one answer that's going to make me understand everything. Like that can't happen, right? No. It just, it can't happen. And I love that. I never thought about that example that, you know, you can't do algebra if you can't add a, I, I right. want you to know, I still can't do algebra, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, that was just not a, yeah. So there's probably so many things God can't but talk to that's me. That's what God did. He, he said, okay, Job, uh, let me explain to you how yeah. involved I am. Yes. Not that I was standing back watching you suffer. I was yeah. there. I was with you. I was working yes. in you. 
let me show you. And he goes through all these different ways in creation he's involved. There's nothing that goes on in creation that's not, right. you know, he's controlling. And so, you know, and then once Job was able to understand that, all of a sudden everything else kind of made sense. Right. Or he was least willing to trust. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So he shows us little bits of himself through suffering. Yes. You know, and, and everything I've gone through in my life, and I have not had a horrible life, believe me, but there have been times, <laughs> a lot yeah. of tears, um, I've learned a little something else about him. Yes. Maybe a different perspective or a different, uh, different thing I hadn't thought about with him. And somehow he reveals himself a little by little. Yeah. So yeah. it is worth it because yeah. we know our God better. Amen. Right? Well, he says that, you know, as we seek him, that we'll find him. Yes. And, and I think about suffering can prompt us, if we're willing, to look more intently, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I re and you talked about God revealing himself to us. And I remember it was some years ago, Julie, but I was in what I would have described as a season of suffering. And mm -hmm. um, it was just really hard, right, for me to just put one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And somehow there had been a misunderstanding here at the station. We were going to have a studio audience. This is obviously way before COVID. And I was told, um, you know, it didn't work out. Nobody can come. So we were like, okay, so I'm just, we're just doing a normal day. And then all of a sudden I hear a lot of noise going on in our lobby. And there was like 20 people out there that came for the studio audience. So I went ahead and I did the Bible teachings. I didn't have on what I wanted to wear. I mean, it would have been a lot different, but I did it. And I remember afterward, I was just so tired and so worn out. And I just thought, you know, and I was sitting somewhere in the studio on a folded chair and it's really cold. And I just remember saying to God, this it, it's just so hard for me and I'm hurting so much. And in that still small voice, what I heard is, I see you. Mm. And so for some people that might not be comforting, but to me it was, he hadn't mm. forgotten me. He saw me. Right. He saw the kind of day I had, the season I was in, and I still went ahead because we had these people in the lobby. Like, he sees all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for us to under to receive his comfort mm -hmm. as we suffer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And to know you're not alone. Yeah. Because that's what suffering is a real isolator. Yeah. It makes you feel so alone. Nobody understands you. Maybe no one's gone through this thing that you're going through or and, you know, it's not fair. How come they get to that and I can't? And, you know, all the things that go on in your head. But so it isolates. Right, right. But God is saying, you're not isolated. Right. I'm right here. Yes. Sometimes you can't feel me or hear me or, or you know, sense my presence, mm -hmm. but I never leave you. Amen. Ever. And that's so comforting. And I only laughed when you said that because just yesterday I was saying, but God, everybody else gets to do that. And that's not even true, <laughs> but that's how I feel. It's like, you know, how come I have to be here all by myself and everybody else is doing this? And it's like, that's not even the way it is. But suffering is, as you said, an isolator. Mm -hmm. And our, our thinking can get twisted if we don't renew ourselves in the word mm -hmm. and understand that. So mm -hmm. we are out of time, but I want to thank you so much for coming to talk about suffering today. Well, thank you. I hope it was helpful. For absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I want you to know that on the website, monicaschmelter.com, we will put up online extras that will have the scripture that we talked about today. And we'll also have Julie Coleman's devotional that she wrote about how suffering is all worth it in the end. And I really want to encourage you, especially if you're in a really hard time,
But rather than focusing on the hows and the whys, focus on who? Focus on God, mm -hmm. His goodness, all of His promises in Christ that are yes and amen to those who believe and trust Him to work it all out. We've got to go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. For more information on today's guest, visit the website on your screen. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicashmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.